Yeah, yeah. What's up? What up, man? It's your man John A. Schultz, man, with the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, this right here is a special bonus edition episode. As we know, it is Black History Month. Woo! Let's clap for that one more time for my ancestors, man. Man. Now, those of you guys who have heard this podcast before, my grandma, she was born in 19... It was so long. It was like 1916 or 1917, man. She passed away in 2014. She was about 96 or 97 years old. She lived, she lived a long life, man. Now she's seen it all. Like she's seen like the start of well, not the start of racism, but she's seen racism at its peak. She's seen civil rights at its peak, from Malcolm X to MLK. To even after they both were assassinated, she's seen it all, man. She's seen Barack Obama become the first black U.S. president in American history. Now, what worries me is the next generation. Now, I'm 31 years old. I have a six-year-old son, Jordan Schultz. Jordan, say what's up. What's up? That's my son, Jordan Schultz. Now, he he joins me today for this shorter episode because I want to speak a little bit about... Martin Luther King about racism and also about black history month, because I feel as if we should introduce our kids to black history month into some forms of racism, which is age appropriate. Like we have to introduce these things at a young age because like once our kids go outside and even, I don't care if your child is five years old and they go to kindergarten, they are going to be, eventually introduced to some forms of racism to some forms of dealing with prejudice so i have my son here today because i want to speak a little bit about that and um just in general so let me bring my son jordan to the show let's clap it up for my man jordan jordan how you doing today good and um let's start off but uh how old are you Six. And when is your birthday? January 15th. And hey, let's clap it up again. So, Jordan, your birthday your birthday is the 15th of January. So, we know you share a birthday with a very, very special man. Who is that? Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, so now, to the best of your ability, I'm going to ask you, like, who is Martin Luther King Jr.? He's a guy he don't care about skin and color. He want people to be nice to people. Oh, ooh, let's clap it up for that answer. Good job. Now, that goes into my next point when I speak about racism because Martin Luther King Jr., why was he killed? Because the people didn't like him. Why, don't, why didn't they like Martin Luther King Jr.? Because he wanted people to be nice. Exactly. So he wanted people to be nice to everyone, no matter... Where you come from, no matter if you're brown, if you're white, if you're Chinese, he wanted everybody to be treated respectfully, to be treated with dignity and just human decency. Now, you being six years old, how would you feel if you go to school and it's recess time? You know, you're, you're, you know, you're outside having fun and somebody comes up to you, a white kid, and pushes you down and say, stay down. Don't get up no more because you're black. How would that make you feel? Is that nice or is that mean? That's mean. Okay, so let's just close your eyes. Close your eyes. 
So make believe you had a playground, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you at the top of the sliding board, and somebody white comes behind you and kicks you down the slide, and you hurt your arm. In one word, describe to me how would you feel? Sad. Why would you feel sad? Because that's not nasty if you push push me down. Okay, now on the flip side, if you had a friend, you know, because right now you've been doing virtual school, right? Yeah. Okay, so eventually you're going to end up going back to school. So if you go back to school and you have a friend, say your friend's name is Sean, right? Yeah. Okay, you have a friend named Sean, and you see your friend Sean. Now, Sean is your best friend. You and Sean play every day. Y'all share snacks. Sean is your best friend, okay? Okay. Now, one day Sean decides to be mean. Sean goes up to a white girl. She's little, and he pushes her down and say, I don't like you because you're white. Now, keep in mind, Sean is your friend. But did Sean do something good or did Sean do something bad? Bad. So now, if you had a friend that treated other people that way, would that person still be your friend? Would you still want to be friends with that person? No, I got to get somebody else to play with to be my friend. Good job. Let's clap it up. Okay, so you said you would get somebody else to play with. Why? Why? Why would Sean not be your friend no more? Because that don't mean you play with someone who be mean because maybe he's going to push me down too. Oh, exactly. Oh, let's clap it up. Gunshots. Hold it. Where where the button at? I can't find the button. (laughs) Woo, send that. Oh, one more more gunshot for that answer. Hold on. We hear it? (laughs) Woo, good answer, man. Like you said, like, because someone is mean to someone else, you never know. One day, that child may decide, you know what? I'm going to be mean to you now. So when your child is young, I don't care if they're four, five, six, seven, eight years old, like your child has to be aware and alert in regards to other people's behaviors. But because if your child accepts being friends with someone who is a bully, based on race, based on economic status, then eventually your child may end up gaining some of those toxic behaviors. So what I want to do now, I want to show you a video, okay? I want to show you a video. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me pull up. Matter of fact, before I even get to the video, like I normally start the podcast off by playing a song, you know, a song I like, a song I really care about, but I want to play a song this week. This song is called... Coretta This is by my guy Let me pull it up This is by Chris Classic This song came out in 2019 This song is called Coretta It is featuring Davion Ferris Siege Classic Yeah. Oh, for my one and only. Claim and pretty women, private plane, finer things, luxury living. Simple leather, the Porsche forever is barely driven. Sexual appetite superseded for something different. True goals, tied the knot, no loopholes. On the road, foul shots, not shooting nose. Uh, 
all alive as they growing up. Yeah, security is an added feature. The reason I reach a uterus just a little deeper. All trust, loyalty is your favorite trait. All us, royalty in a major way. Honesty works and you lived in Atlanta plus you know that I flirted so we made no promises just something casual didn't want monogamous the feelings came gradual both had sons from previous situations probably the biggest of perceived limitations but when we made love I was feeling in your soul multiple arrivals so why would we ever go uh, true beauty big booty Aquarius with various energies moody but then it came the time when I put it on the line. Now your last name is mine. And stun them all. Full bands, Ferragamos is all tan. Strong minded, I so invited, I'm grown man. You really know me like one of the homies, OG. Get Tony, Tony, and Tony for anniversaries. It never rains in Southern California. Take you to Santa Barbara for marijuana. PCH, medicated on THC. Celebrating, life's great, no TMZ. Promise to only love you better When the conversation is honest Your kitten's wetter All trust, loyalty is your favorite trait All us, royalty in a major way But then it came the time When I put it on the line Now your last Baby, name's no mine That right there was woo, Coretta by my guy Chris Clack. Oh, hold on. Woo. That right there was Coretta by my guy Chris Classic. But give me a second. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, people. Welcome back, man. Woo. Oh, man. Again, that was a that was that song was called Coretta by my guy Chris Classic featuring the ultra-talented R&B singer, Mr. Davion Ferris. Now, what I want to do now, again, I don't want to make this too long because I don't want to talk about too much things with my son because I want to keep it age-appropriate. But like I said, I feel like 
it is very powerful and it is very, it's beneficial to speak to your smaller children about racism, about the things that have happened in the past, because a lot of it still goes on now. And over the past year, two years, we've seen Black Lives Matter at its peak. We've seen young kids out there protesting. It is a very valuable tool because racism and hostility, to me, it starts with the youth. Like when you see grown adults, especially white adults, and they teach their kids to be racist, to be mean towards people who are black and brown, that only sets, it sets forward in motion for those same race, like racial habits to continue. So what I want to do now, I want to play, I want to show my son, my son a video. It's an old video from like a couple years back. Let me see there. This is from a 1976 documentary, but this is um, from the New York Times, and it shows a racial incident that took place, I believe, up north. It was either in New York or New Jersey, where it was, it was a group of black teens riding their bike down the street when they encountered a white mob, a white mob of adults and younger kids, and they were just shouting the N-word, and other racist profanities that could be very harmful to teenagers and also kids. So I want to show, come here. I, I'm going to show, this, matter of fact, stay right there. Stay right there. I'm going to show this to my son real quick. And after after you guys hear the video and after he sees the video, I want to just see how this would make a six-year-old feel because my son is six years old. So I want to see, again, This is, this is a video he has not seen before. So I just want to just look at the video through the lens of someone so young. So this right here is called A Racist Attack Still Haunts 45 Years Later. Here's why. This is from the New York Times. About to play a little bit of this for you guys, man. on bike hikes. We were just going out to go explore your world. It would be at least six, seven, eight of us. Our parents said, as long as you were home before the streetlights came on, you stayed as a group, you're fine. It was a beautiful day, sunshine. The children in the neighborhood planned to go on a trip to McDonald's, just have some fun, something different to do. Rosedale, we thought, was a safe place. We all went down, we were riding our bikes. And then we saw down the block that there was this beautiful American flag blowing in the wind. We saw a group outside on the block, so we was like, oh, this is a block party. The last thing that I remember was someone saying, oh, a parade. And so we went down to go see the parade, and I laugh about it to this day because it was a parade to get the black people out of Rosedale. It's the summer of 1975. White residents in Rosedale, Queens are protesting black families moving into the neighborhood. 
These are scenes from a documentary produced by journalist Bill Moyers. Does he have a right to live here? No. 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 Why not? Because he's black. This was not the South. This was not Greenville, Mississippi, or Spartanburg, South Carolina, or Atlanta, Georgia. This was right in the heart of the greatest metropolitan area in the country. The documentary was found nearly 45 years later by a graduate student who posted a short clip on the internet. It went viral on Twitter and Facebook. And a question people kept asking, where are the kids now? Hey Rob, this is Whitney Hurst calling from the New York Times. My name is Whitney Hurst, I'm a journalist. To answer that question, we called more than 90 people who had lived in Rosedale at that I'm time. trying to find anyone that might have known someone. We couldn't find any white residents who said they'd been there. But we spoke with several of the black children. We wanted to hear what happened to them that day to understand why their experience is resonating decades later. We went down to see what was going on, probably in the middle of the blocks. That's when we figured out it was something else. And it was something that we definitely were not invited to. We noticed that they were running towards us. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, like, why are they rushing towards us, not thinking anything negative? And then we heard, nigger. And they surrounded my best friend at the time, Marina. One of the young men hit her. And they started calling us names. They started throwing rocks. Hearing the word, hearing it directed at me, why are you calling me that? That's not me. You know, I've always been told that's not me. I didn't understand. I was like, who do you think you are to say we can't come here? Like, how dare you? What happened to you? This little button, he threw the rock. He, he tried to hit me, my sister, but he almost hit me about that much away from me. And I was sure wish he had hit me with that rock. I would pick up the rock right next to me and hit him right dead in his face. I was just kind of amazed to see that people can act like that, to tell you the truth. But that was like really the first where I was like, wow, people do not like black people. They gonna always do that. They always spit on us like he's some dog. They always spit gonna back on them. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing gonna change. I immediately was reminded of those programs my parents would have me watch with the dogs and the, and the hoses and people trying to vote and being killed and lynched. It just, it went right back to my. I'll stop it right there. But that right there, man, that's a tough video to watch. Again, I had my six-year-old son, like, as you guys heard that, my son was watching it. And with watching it, he was just like, like when we started recording this episode, he was smiling. He, you know, he, I guess he was excited. But while watching that video, his whole facial expression changed. So what I want to do now, I want to get my son back on because I want to speak about, just for a second, about that video and about how it made him feel. So Jordan, welcome back. How you doing? You doing good? Yeah. So you watched the video I just showed you, right? Yeah. Okay, so while watching that video, just in one word, watching that video, tell me how watching that video made you feel in one word. Sad. So why did it make you feel sad? Because it don't that that's mean if you throw a rock at people and you curse at them. See, 
as you've seen in the video, the black kids, they were trying to ride their bikes, right? Mm-hmm. It was summertime. It was nice outside. And like we all do in the summertime, like I've done. Like you got a nice bike. You want to ride your bike through the neighborhood. You know, you want to have fun with your friends. But they encountered racist white people, right? Yeah. And like you said, they started throwing rocks at the black kids. Now, again, now going back to Martin Luther King. Now, when the white kids threw rocks at the black kids, would that be something Martin Luther King was happy about? Or would that be something that would make Martin Luther King angry? That would something that would make Martin Luther King angry. Why? Because he don't want people to fight. He want people to be nice to everyone. Mm, clap it up. Six years old, dropping them gems. Hold on. Let's drop a gunshot. Got, got. Drop a gunshot, man. My son dropping them gems. But again, like mm. I said... I want to wrap it up right there. Like I said, I, w- I don't want to make this this episode too long because this episode is just to encourage you guys to... It's Black History Month. And again, it don't got to just be for this month. It don't got to just be for February. But I understand some of you guys may say, yeah, you know, my son, my daughter is only six years old. My son is only five. It's never too early because, like, when your child goes to school, these are issues and things that they're going to be faced with. They are going to be dealing with these things, whether you want to believe it or not. They're going to be exposed to racism, to elements of sex, and just violence. It is going to happen because once your child leaves that house and go to school and they get around other kids, you don't know what them other kids may have been exposed to. And so if they have been exposed to certain elements and certain things and certain tendencies, then It is about a 90% chance those same habits learned from other kids will eventually make its way to your child. And like I said, especially in regards to white kids, like their parents have to do a great job of just teaching them to be accepting and to love everyone. Because if racial behaviors are taught to the white youth, then those white youth grow up to become teens and become adults in the cycle Never ends. So to all my black folks, even even my even the white folks who listen to, who listen to this podcast, please inform your kids. Let them know. Do not hate someone. Do not be mean to someone. Do not belittle or have ill feelings or intentions to someone of another race simply because they are black, they are Chinese, they Asian, whatever their race may be, man. So thank you guys for tuning in to this special. Black History Month episode with my son Jordan Schultz, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace, man. Jordan, say peace. Peace. Sing, sing real quick. Sing, sing a song. Let him know. Sing anything. Sing. Say woo, woo. Say ah, ah. Say ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. Ooh, ooh, oh, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> we out. Love you guys, man. Stay safe.